Hello, everyone. Rebecca Reinhardt here, the unintentional porn star. Yes, you heard that right. Last season, we took you through the logistical side of what it was like having a personal sex tape posted online without my consent. This season, I want to focus on healing. I hope that through my story, I can just inspire you to become the best version of yourself because you are amazing. So let's talk, shall we? Let's talk Tufts Talks. Just a personal disclaimer that I am not an expert on any of these topics, and I do encourage you to go reach out for some real help if you need it. There is nothing wrong with reaching out for help, and in fact, it has helped me get to where I am today. I can't wait for us to go through this podcast, and I am losing breath. Here we go. Hi, everybody. It's been a little bit of time. Just been kind of going through life, and I've actually uh, been working on recording features uh, and people's podcasts. I'm on The Journey with Jared is one of the podcasts. We just shot another episode this morning. And then I will be featured on The Curious One podcast coming up. And so many beautiful conversations have been happening and life has also been happening. And the conversation that I would like to talk about today is consciously living and also kind of elaborating on that, consciously loving, consciously having sex, consciously dating, consciously working with money, um, just kind of an elaboration on consciously being conscious and being a gosh darn human on this earth. Um, I am making some coffee, so I'm going to press pause for a second. You won't even notice, but I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm in slight activation mode. It is just before my period. And so during that time, if you don't already know, um, hormones are flying around, things are super heightened. And so I figure that I will use this energy to talk about things and use the activation and use all of the heightened states to talk about things because why not? Um, it's better to work with your cycle and with yourself than to work against it, you know, and this actually feels good. So yay. Um, but yes, I wanted to continue talking about being a conscious human. I just finished reading the book. I mentioned it before, um, but I just finished reading The Untethered Soul and it talked a lot about like opening your heart, opening your heart, opening your heart. And at the very beginning though, um, he talks about, you know, that he's like, who are you? Who are you? And I think it's a good question. I highly recommend reading the book, by the way. But he's like, who are you? And people answer in his book and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, really, you're just a conscious being, basically. And I also just finished the conversation with Jared for our second um, uh, feature for his podcast. And it's, it's just amazing to me, you know, there's all these things that we talk about. So Jared and I talked about trust and like feminism or humanism. And then that went off into a tangent. I'll send a a link. I'll link it to this episode once that's up. I think it's coming out next week uh, sometime. It's February 7th. So sometime in the early Februarys of 2021, it will be out. I will post it. And yes, I think the biggest thing though is that All of these aspects of life, whether you're dealing with money, love, dating, sex, um, family, friendships, work, like everything is really coming down to are you living consciously? And let me expand on that. So 
it was funny. Jared and I tried to focus on trust and we like, you know, both work on podcasts. So you understand the concept of like leaning into a topic yet it kept going everywhere else. And then we kind of got to a point where it was like, well, if it's, if it's not authentic to yourself and if you're not being true to yourself, then things will be off. So an example. Okay. Let's see what I can do here. So yeah, we talked about trust and we talked about, you know, after the sex tape was posted, like how, what happened to me with trust? How did I get it back or did I get it back? And, you know, so basically I lost all trust when I started to face the sex tape and it was slowly slowly dwindling away um, before I faced the sex tape realities. But Anyways, yeah, it got to a point where I couldn't trust anyone because I had previously trusted so much and just kind of let loose with the trust and it was awesome. And so what happened was I went through two different extremes and I realized doing more self-work is that extremes sometimes can be necessary to find where the leveled out place is. Like, where is my equilibrium? Where is my window of tolerance? Where do I lie in these sort of circumstances where I feel my best self and I can walk in confidently as myself and stand in my power? I think one of the things that's really making me feel like sensitive and tender and um, kind of sad sometimes for our existence is that a lot of us don't know what it feels like to love ourselves fully. We don't know what it feels like to be authentic to ourselves and say no when we don't want to and yes when we do. Um, I think that's a really big complex subject around like what we've been taught and how we've been raised and you know I could get into all of that but I think the main purpose of this um, episode is more okay great all of that's there but do you love yourself? All of that's there. Things are fucked up. Okay. But do you love yourself? Do you trust yourself? Are you caring for yourself? Are you stepping into your power as yourself? And for me, as an example, like stepping into my power sometimes is very uncomfortable and we all have our own power, but my power right now in my, in this place in my life is using this voice and talking to you all. And, you know, stepping into that power is very interesting. It's very uncomfortable. Yet I know that this is a gift and the uncomfortable is just because it's new and because it triggers a lot of things for me. And so when I'm thinking about all of that, I'm like, oh, that's consciously living. Consciously living too sometimes for me can get overwhelming where I'm like, oh my gosh, does everything have to be so complex and does everything have to have meaning? And my answer is yes, <laughs> actually it does. And it always has something underlying and some, some sort of message always like that's what life is. And on top of that, it can be very easy and simple and fun. You know, there are times in my life I'm saying, you know, right now, pre-period, I'm probably pretty heavy intellectually into the whys, into the feelings, into how I feel and what the heck this means. And then possibly around like ovulation, I'm just like, woo, everything is fun. And yeah, that was like a message for me. And I totally just got slammed down, but I'm so happy and I feel so powerful. And if you're not a woman and can't relate, there's still like, that's just life. Like I think the cycle represents life in that at some points in your life, you're going to be deeper in thought. Things are going to have more 
um, weight to it possibly. You might get upset more. You might be thinking about the whys more. And then there also might be other times in life where you're like, hell yes, I feel amazing. Everything feels good. Yeah, something shitty just happened, but like, I got this. Like, I got me. And to consciously live is to also see that. I think to consciously live is to almost witness um, to a certain degree. And these are just my thoughts and opinions, by the way. But the more that we're able to witness ourselves and witness other people and witness life and witness our relationship with money and with friends and with career, whatever, relationship to feminism, like if the more that we can consciously witness ourselves or witness ourselves, the more that we're like consciously living. And the more that I step into this, um, if I'm being honest, it still is repelling a lot of people away. And that's a strong word to use. It actually doesn't feel like that. It feels more like choosing to leave is what it feels like now. Yes, I don't feel like I'm repelling people. I feel like actually people are gripping a little bit more and leeching onto my energy right now. Um, not always in a bad way. I say that because I'm not able to stand in my own power fully. And so um, that's what it does to me. It's nobody's fault. Um, and I'm sure I do that to people too. But on an overall scale, because I'm stepping into my power, I'm noticing a lot more energy being present for people to come in and want to be like, ooh, let's like talk about this. Let's learn. I need some help or something. It's like, okay, great. Awesome. Super down for it. But like, I'm also not a pro yet. <clears throat> So I just need a second to like recalibrate and then I can come back to you. And that to me, I'm like so proud because that's consciously living. That's being like, okay, there's a change happening. There's a shift happening. I'm making these choices. I'm standing in that power of those choices. It's not always easy. Um, different things are coming up. Everyone's amazing exactly where they are. You know, I've got a lot of things to learn and awaken within myself and, um, just because things feel heavier or heightened right now, I'm just reminding myself and reminding us all that within such times in our lives, it's okay. Lean into it, be authentic, be true to it, honor it, and then also honor the times where you're not as deep in thought or where you just see the lessons so much easier and things are super fun and you know, you're just like loving in this and that. So um, yeah, that's one thing about um, consciously living. I feel like I want to tap into some specifics here. So I wanted to talk about um, dating or relationships, like romantic relationships, I guess. If you're in a relationship or if you're dating or if you're like dating yourself, um, I think there's a really big thing that um, I'm learning is that a lot of us don't consciously date, um, including myself sometimes. And I include dating ourselves. And... I'm noticing that relationships have so much weight to them and relation, romantic relationships especially. Other relationships are also heavy, but romantic ones seem to be a hot topic on this earth because it does so much to us. And because there's so much intensity, you know, and love behind these loving relationships or non-loving relationships it causes a lot of interesting things to happen. It pulls up our triggers. It pulls up our deepest wounds. It um, can maybe get us gripping onto people and creating these anxious attachments or um, avoidant attachments, whatever it is. Like it does so much that just like shakes you up completely. And I think that that's beautiful. 
And I'm unsure in other people's experiences if they notice there's space in their relationship, in their dating life, in their relationship with themselves to go through these moments. And speaking on secure attachments, that is something that I am practicing for myself and not just romantically, like in all aspects of my life, career, money, friendships, family. Um, I'm just creating these beautiful secure attachments to this earth, whatever, you know, whatever comes up. And talking with Jared today, it was, you know, very much about, well, do you have your sense of self? Are you loving yourself? So if we're dealing with romance and romantic relationships, it's like, are you creating the space for yourself to love yourself truly and standing in your truth, your power, your authenticity, your voice, your, your eyes, your actions And then once you do that, are you then able to extend that out to other people? And in my opinion, only when you do that for yourself is when you can do that for somebody else. And so then I look at relationships and I'm like, okay, hold on a second. So many of us aren't consciously living, including myself sometimes. So like, how are these relationships even functioning? And why do we create marriage around these relationships that aren't even like freaking honest or real? And like, that's why the divorce rates are so high, maybe. So I'm going on an intellectual tangent here a bit, but it's so prevalent for me right now. Like I'm still dating and I'm still discovering myself and discovering love for myself and love for other people and what that looks like and how to hold space and that everyone has their shit and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, I know that now as I love myself and I work on loving myself, I'm only going to step in consciously to relationships with people that have a sense of awareness around themselves and around how they go through life. You know, we don't have to match up. We don't have to be the same. We can be very different people. But I feel like the underlying thing, like, are you a conscious being, (laughs) you know? And it's funny to me that that's funny. It's funny to me that I react that way. And I then get a little saddened again of like, oh my gosh, sometimes I feel like a bit of an alien. And conscious living in other people's learnings and teachings and in my own personal experience is where joy is, is where life is, is where gratitude is, is where like even when the shit comes up, things feel fucking good. Like, and then I'm like, well, how do we live outside of this? And yet we do. And yet I did. And, and I do sometimes, still sometimes maybe, but like what? I'm amazed at how much work it takes and yet how it doesn't take any work at all and how yet all some of us aren't even aware of this and we're not practicing it and it's not our fault and it's not your fault, it's not my fault. It's like it's becoming more of a conversation and when you do something, like you surround yourself around like line, like-minded people and so you sometimes forget that it's like you get slapped back into the reality that like, oh, actually a lot of people aren't doing this, question mark? Like, are you? Like, I don't know. And I'm genuinely asking. I'm genuinely wanting to find out. Like, do you feel that you consciously live? Do you feel that you live in your truth, that you can open your heart and trust yourself to be loving and show love no matter what? Even when someone smacks you in the face, like, are you able to look at them and be like, okay, that hurt, that was awful, you're choosing an interesting choice, but I love you for who you are. Maybe I need some space from you. Maybe you need some space from me. Maybe we need to work things together like really closely. Maybe we need to have sex. Maybe we need to go for a walk with coffee. Like, you know, trying to figure things 
these things out in the moment and consciously living. And another thing I want to talk about then in the conscious aspect is sex. So, you know, as I'm dating, and I've kind of always had this thing um, where guys are like, oh, did you fake an orgasm? And I'm like, why would I fake an orgasm? Faking an orgasm would give you the cue that something that you did that didn't get me off did get me off. And so then you think that that felt good for me. Like, why would I lie? Um, I don't know if that came out really awkwardly, but like, why would I lie? I want to feel good. I want sex to feel good. I want to be able to communicate what feels good and what doesn't and to have space for that. And I actually had a guy recently be like, oh, I didn't actually finish and then he did or he acted as if he did and I was like oh okay that's fine and I was like mm, so that's an interesting choice like why did you do that and my I won't share his viewpoint but my viewpoint is like well if you didn't finish like we could have had a conversation we could have ended it if, if you were done we could have tried to I could have done something different like your pleasure is also my pleasure and I'm so happy to be honest about it so it's interesting, like, that's one example in sex. And, like, there's so much behind sex. And um, Whitney and I talk about it in our episode um, in this podcast. And, you know, like, sensuality, sexuality in the bedroom with yourself, like, with who you are. Like, it's such an expansive thing. And I just think if we're consciously living in it and existing with these people sexually, then, like, pleasure is better, and isn't that partly <laughs> what sex is for? I just laugh because of religion, because it's just for procreating, which it is. And it also feels really good. So let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> so all things are right. But yeah, I just, I just am questioning that for you. Like, are you consciously having sex? Are you consciously communicating what you need? Are you consciously feeling good in yourself with your body? Are you consciously taking care of what you like for yourself and asking it from other people and asking them what they want and like are you having those conversations are you consciously having sex so I don't know I don't know ask yourself are you maybe maybe you're not maybe sometimes maybe all the time who knows great cool and then moving into love and this is not dating this is um, in this circumstance is about other people and just love in general. Consciously loving. Are you consciously loving? Whew. And this kind of has to do with the open heart um, that I was talking about earlier. I have this thing right now where I literally rub my chest and I say, open your heart, open your heart. <laughs> When it feels challenged or that it wants to close up, I'm like, open your heart. It's okay. I got this. I got you. We got this. Um, and yeah, even in friendships and business relationships or a, or a encounter with a stranger, you know, are you consciously loving? Are you consciously opening your heart to what that can offer you? And the offerings aren't always pretty, okay? The offerings are not always pretty. Let's just say that and acknowledge that and recognize that. And I'm saying that to myself as well right now. You know, an offering can be someone flipping you the bird when you cut them off by accident and you didn't mean to. You know, that's an offering to be like, okay, 
cool. That happened. Rub my chest. Let it go. They're obviously having a bad day. I totally just fucked them over. My bad. Can't speak to them. But like, okay, clear that. I'm back to loving again. Sorry, person. And, you know, in a friendship, someone hurts you. They do something. You communicate it. Maybe it doesn't get communicated well or maybe it isn't heard well. Okay, it doesn't mean you have to close yourself off for another friendship to come in. Okay, open your heart. Open your heart. Love that person for who they are. Create your boundaries. Act out of love. Boundaries are love as well, as well as being present and being with someone and working through things with someone. It just, you know, all of these things are present. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, are you consciously loving? Are you consciously, first of all, loving yourself? Are you loving yourself? Do you love yourself? Do you love that you are so sappy in love? Do you love that you're a romantic? Do you love that you close yourself off? Do you love that you have so much trauma that you're scared to deal with it? Do you love that? Do you love that about yourself? Do you love yourself? Do you love that you're stuck in debt? Do you love that you're overflowing in money? Do you love it? Are you consciously loving all parts of yourself? Like truly ask yourself that, do I love myself in all of these moments, in all of these sides of myself? You're a human, like you're gonna have all these things happen. They're always going to happen. So do you love yourself in all of those moments? And then once you answer that, take a second. If it's no, cool. Maybe let's stick here for yourself and take some time to like see how you can love yourself. And if you need some help, you can either go to Empowered Living on Instagram. That's my life coaching counselor. Um, Or you can find someone for yourself or have a good friendship circle or something and like really truly see what it's like to love yourself because it's, I don't know, to me it's essential. It's not essential, whatever, maybe not to you, but to me it is. So like why not just try it on for some different sizes? What's that saying? Regardless. Okay, so are you consciously loving yourself? And then now on this consciously loving topic, are you able to consciously love other people? And love is accepting someone exactly where they are. And I am yelling this because I need to yell it to myself. Do you love somebody who's not able to show up for you properly? Do you love them? If you did love them and do love them and practice love, then you would be able to look at them exactly where they are, even if you're hurting you and be like, okay, it's okay. I love you. Here are my boundaries. Here are your boundaries. Maybe we need some space. And great. Love you so much. I'm here for you if you ever need. And I hope you can be there for me if I need. Whatever. Whatever that conversation looks like. You know? And I feel like when we can consciously love other people is when people feel free. Is when relationships have freedom and growth opportunity. And opportunity to stay stagnant and stale opportunity to have shit come up that's not comfortable like in that truth in that authenticity in that love is where there's freedom and like freedom is so special it's so here it's here we're literally living in freedom every single day yet we for some reason have these capabilities and 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 habits and 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 messages from societies or whatever to feel trapped and it's like we're not It's just because we get hurt and we get closed off and we get scared and we create walls. Boundaries are not walls, by the way. Walls are different. And then we're just like, you know, as an untethered soul says, we're just avoiding everything. Then like what? We're going to lock ourselves up in a little cubby and be like, I'm safe here. Thanks. Like, (laughs) um, I don't know. No, thanks. Like, I'd rather be, you know, when it's allowed and safe traveling around the world and like connecting with people and sharing my heart and sharing my love and sharing this knowledge and hearing what they have to say and hearing what they have to feel and just like 
that's so juicy to me. So yes, I guess the consciously loving part is two parts. Are you loving yourself consciously and are you able then to love others consciously? And what does that look like? How are you going to show up in love? And then I guess it brings me to the last point, living, because that's just what we're doing. We're these like weird DNA pieces floating around in these units that put so much meaning to life. Well, maybe not everybody does, but I sure do. And a lot of us do. Um, you know, we're scientists, we're teachers, we just want to seek, seek more and seek these like bits of knowledge and guidance and purpose and all this, you know? So on that note, I guess I just want to ask, are you consciously living? And I feel like that's possibly an over-encompassing thing for all the other topics maybe because if you're consciously living, ooh, and if you're a conscious being and consciously living, then I don't know. I think that's where life's juiciest moments are and where reality is sits and also where dreams sit because you're able to look at every part of life and see it for what it is and then also make some ideas and plans and excitements for how you can get to where you want to go. And so whether you're dreaming of creating a personal empire for yourself or having like a beautiful big family that you raise, like are you consciously living in a place that you can actually get there? Are you allowing yourself the ability and the freedom to reach those dreams and goals and feelings? And, you know, dreams are can be fantasies. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, are you allowing yourself to make those your realities? Are you consciously living? Are you consciously surrounding yourself around the right people? Well, right. That's an interesting choice. Are you consciously surrounding yourself around people, places, things, money, jobs, homes, um, cities that make you feel amazing that allow you to be your truest version of yourself and allow you to live in a state of like, I don't know, bliss or gratitude that you're able to be conscious and live and like love and exist. Like, oh, this theme of being lucky to exist is so true. It's so loud right now. I'm literally yelling it into this freaking mic right now that we are so lucky to exist. All parts of life are, we're so lucky to be here. We're so lucky to go through all of this. And, you know, some people don't feel that way. That's great. They feel like they're a speck and that they mean nothing. Yes, that's so true. And also, because you're a speck and you're a part of this universe, that means you have a lot of impact. You are so important. I love you. This is very much parallel to my episode with Jared. I will link that in again once it's up. Um, if it's not already up when you're listening and I just hope you have a really gorgeous, substantial day and that you think about conscious living. And I more than anything, hope that you love yourself because you're amazing. You're worthy. You're lovable. You are seen and heard by me here. And you know, by those that I hope you choose to be around. Oh, you're so good. I'm like drooling because life's so amazing and it's so crazy and wild. And like, here it is. We're here. So I hope you have a great day. Think about that consciousness and we'll touch base. I don't know when, whenever it happens. Okay, cool. Love ya. For more information, please visit theunintentionalpornstar.com. There you can find links to the first season's podcast, my books, to a course that I'm creating, and many different features that will link you in to what my life has been like as a dance choreographer. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really grateful for our connection together through this podcast. 
And please remember that if you need some serious help, there are some seriously amazing people ready for you. Asking for help means you are strong. I love you so much. You are so amazing. I truly mean that. And I can't wait to connect with you somehow, somewhere in the future.